0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of finding demo surf fishing this week we are diving into rigs again with a uh, awesome rig maker i have a bunch of his rigs i love fishing with them if you're in the surf fishing game i know you've heard his name before there's no way you haven't he's a he's world famous uh this week we're going to talk to the one and only salty mccrory from salty's pompano rigs so stick around this is going to be an awesome episode Welcome to Finding Demo Surf Fishing. One of the cool parts about fishing rigs is You can find so many different ones on the internet. When I first started surf fishing, I was really confused on all the rigs that were out there. I really didn't know what to go with. And then I came upon Salty's Pompano rigs. Uh, I'd heard about them. I'd seen it on YouTube, and I'd seen it on the Fishgum channel. So I was fishing in a tournament uh, the navarre fishing rodeo and i'd heard salty was going to be there so of course you know you got to do that thing you hear the famous person's there you got to run over and see him so i did i uh i saw i I, stalker ish not really but people were there anyway um i went down and i saw salty and uh, he gave me a couple of rigs shook my hand had a conversation and i went to go fishing and it's been really cool. I've had communications with him several times through, uh, since then, and he, he's been sponsoring Panhandle Surf Fishing with his rigs, and uh, I, I just I can't say enough good things about his stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Salty McCrory. Yay! <laughs> Hi, Salty. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's going on? Welcome to uh, Finding Demo Surfishing. This is the, the new fun stuff I do with my awesome technology. <laughs> oh. That's the fun thing pre-show, is that nobody ever gets to hear the conversations that you do often. It's like, w- w- what do you guys talk about? Don't worry about it. You don't want to know. I mean, it's 15 <laughs> minutes of just banter back and forth. <laughs> That's fun stuff. So I hear the, I hear it in the background, so I already know what you're doing. You're tying rigs. Ah, uh, Sometimes. <laughs> Well, it's either that or, as has recently come about, um, and I I really hope people will uh, relate to this, because I I know I can. I suck at it, but I know I can relate to it. Or you're playing Magic the Gathering.
1: Yes, I think that's exactly what I was doing when you called.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So. Got me on that one. I've heard it's transitioned from back in the day of, you know, the, the books of cards, the sleeves, you know, pick pick your best and go with that to online and computer generated.
1: Uh it's online, but you know, still in person's the best. I went this weekend and played in a five K and scrubbed out really horribly because I've taken a uh about a three year break from it and I'm super rusty. <laughs> But they're just now coming back with COVID from, so everybody's coming in, but it's still pretty rusty at it. So I had a good time, but I went in knowing that I wasn't probably going to do any good because it's been a while, but it was a fun time. Nice. Good break. With the storm coming and stuff, so.
0: Absolutely. I think a lot of people forget, you know, well, I don't know. I couldn't say a lot of people. I, I know that I didn't know what mana was until I started playing Magic the Gathering. I was like, what's mana? Why do I need mana?
1: I have <laughs> to ba- right.
0: <laughs> I have to back something with mana? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Anybody that's like, what are you guys talking about? Oh, my God, I'm going to hit skip. This sucks. I mean, just just look up Magic the Gathering sometime. You know, it's, it's worth it. You know, we're, we're not judging well, you see, for the stuff you guys do in your time. Yeah, super nerdy, expensive stuff. It's always expensive, man. I mean, we thought kids are <laughs> expensive. Hobbies are expensive. <laughs> um, Very much so. so. So speaking of the rigs, let's just tie into that. What got you into tying rigs in the first place?
1: Well, the main reason was that I couldn't find anything I liked.
0: Nice. Everything
1: that, you know, I used, I wanted something that was better and trying, and it's just you know it's evolved and then my friend Caleb Wooden was like uh, you should start selling those and I thought ooh I should start selling those and then he's <laughs> yeah. the one he's the one that came up with the name you know I was like well what do I need to call it and he was like just call him Salty's Pompano Ricks and so he's responsible for that too and he's a PE teacher at my school and you know this is
0: all this is all his fault <laughs> I mean, it's always good to blame a friend. I mean, it's, that's the most important person you can blame nowadays. That's right. <laughs> uh, I, I know my first set of Salty's Pompano rigs um, actually said, tied during Hurricane Sally. I remember then I met you shortly thereafter. Um, but, yeah, those. it was funny when you were talking about it. You, you were tying through the hurricane at that time. No, we. I didn't have any
1: power and uh, nothing. I mean, you know, nothing to do, couldn't leave the island, just sitting there, so I think I sat down in one day, and did, like, I think over the course of two days, I did 500 rigs, Jeez. and then I, um, yeah, I just had to do something, so.
0: Yeah, I think I might, no, no, I know I went through all those rigs, that, that's a funny thing, people are like, oh, how long do these last, somebody's asked me that before, and I'm like, how long does what last? My my salties Pompano rigs? Like, they last until I say they do. I mean, they, they hook just fine. They're What are you trying to get at here? I, I, don't, I yeah, never understood uh, that with people.
1: I think, and probably Brad is, you know, I've, I've got on to Brad. If you watch some of his videos, he's got rigs that he's been using for, you know, a month, two months. And yeah. all the floats are chewed up, and there's no, you know, there's no paint on the hooks. And it's, you know, I'm like put some new ones on there or something <laughs> He's like oh are loser five
0: they're great man they're and, fun uh, they're doing
1: the job you know and it's 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 so temperamental i had somebody messaging me the other day uh was talking about he had a fish and then we pulled it up the hooks had come untied and all he had was two lines which was a giveaway for me and you know i talked to him i sent him a picture and said hey did it look like this and he was like yeah and i was like oh well it turns out well there's he was on the pier and they were catching little baby sharks. Well, they uh, yeah. the the rigs don't last long against toothy guys.
0: No, at but they all. they but they hold up. I mean, I can attest. I have pulled in two bonnet heads on salty pompano's rig. So,
1: uh, very, very nice.
0: I mean, and I know that Mike uh, Mike Smiths from Smithy uh, Smithy Surfishing, Mike's pulled in a black tip. I believe it was black tip. Yep, it was a black tip one day on the Salty's rig. I'm like. Yeah, they work. You, know? you just got to stay away from the teeth. Just hope the hook's in the right spot that it doesn't get mm-hmm. chipped. It's the same, you know. And, it, uh,
1: and it's, a, it's just a hard balance because, you know, the pompano, you have to have line that's light enough where it won't spook them, but then you have to have, you know, line that's strong enough to throw a, a big weight or catch a, you know, because it's not uncommon to get a jack or or a yeah. big redfish on one. And it's just... It's a, it's a fine line to stay on to be able to catch good pompano, but be durable enough to haul in whatever beast you might hook into. Yeah. Because that's, you know, that's the thing with surf fishing is set rig fishing for pompano will catch so much stuff and you just really never know what you're going to get.
0: Yeah. I love that kind of when somebody comes up hey what are you fishing for I'm like uh with a set rig um <laughs> everything everything's going to hit this. <laughs> oh man, yeah somebody said that once oh, gosh, I wish I remember who it was. I think it was in a seminar they're like you know, oh you if you go out there and you're, you're you're not targeting you're just you know, you're just fishing, you know, what what are you really doing out there? And it's like you do realize with this set rig it's going to hit everything from a bluefish to a mackerel. I mean, to a cobia that's just swimming by, it, who knows what's going to hit. It, it's going to hit something. Right. Uh, I think one of my favorite, I, I'm almost positive to this day that it was a Jack Revelle. Um I was fishing one of your rigs when I was uh, over at Cape Canaveral visiting my mom uh, on my short rod. And all of a sudden, you know, the drag exploded. I was like, oh, ah, what the hell's going on? You know, and, and all I could think is, oh, don't you break my rig. Don't you do it. You know, I, I, was, I was more worried about the rig than catching the fish. <laughs> i don't know right (laughs) i I get a little superstitious i I got i've i've had a couple rigs for years that you know i fished with for a long time until until i got to brad's area where i realized oh man the floats are dead i should probably change these um (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm superstitious when i fish I'm like oh this rig has been lucky i gotta keep it fishing i gotta keep it fishing so i I get that yeah and
1: and i think that's a lot with the way the color is you know especially for me once i start catching fish on one color it's hard for me to uh Try a different color no matter what the water looks like. Yeah. Even though I'll, you know, I'll tell you, hey, this one should work better in this color water. It's, you know, it's who knows what the fish want. And, you know, the pinks have been hot and I like using the pink myself. And um, I've always caught good fish on them.
0: That's the color, too. I mean, a lot of people are like, what's the pink? I'm like, oh, just try the pink. Just. Just do it. You may not think it's gonna it's gonna work. I promise. Right. <laughs> oh, man. There was a. I mean, what was it? Probably six months ago, you were doing purple. I believe it was like a deep purple. And those, we, yeah, we did some purple. And those were hot for uh, a good couple for a good month. And um, I kind of moved away from them, not because
1: they didn't work. It's just mm, really nobody wanted them. Everybody that yeah. bought them and used them had good results with them, but it was just so few people that actually got the, you know, like the purples and those colors like that. And I think it's just, you know, the, the pinks, the greens, the yellows, and the orange are all UV reactive where the purple wasn't. But, um, you know, a lot of the darker colors produce good results too. Um, it's just, you know, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, I like using the ones with white, if the water's real nice and clear, I like using the ones with white, because I think the white side and the way it moves around the water makes it, you know, look like a shell, and then you've got the, you got that color change. If it's moving, you're going to get a flash of color, but if the water's dirtier, I like the solid colors. That way it just, you know, you get more the color from a distance, and the water's super dirty, it's, you know, that bright orange, I think,
0: does the best. Yeah, that, that that orange definitely stands out. Even the clown nose was still very, very like, oh, yeah, there it is. Those, mm-hmm. those were good ones. So you're one of the few guys um, that started painting hooks. Uh, I noticed a lot more when the rigs, when I started really paying attention to uh, other people and how they did their stuff. Uh, I noticed yours were almost always the painted ones. And you were telling me about it before, but I and I think it's important that people hear about this. The painted rigs, You you had a method behind your madness for that. What was it?
1: Well, I just think, you know, I got this from Tony, and Tony had the idea, and I saw it, and I started doing it myself, but, you know, it's a couple of things, and one, you take fish gum, or you take fish bites, whichever one that you want to choose to use, and people are talking about, well, the hooks, and I've had people tell me this, well, the hooks are painted, you're making them stand out. Well, if you're matching colors with the fish bites or fish gum, um, and then they're blended in. Yeah, if the hook is the same color, it disappears. But to me, um, if you start looking at incremental advantages, say the hooks increase your chances by for a hookup by five percent. Well, if you start adding up all the little advantages, then you're going to start getting a big advantage at the end. Absolutely. You know, and um, but you know, I like the painted hooks. I think that it presents a better target. I think with fish gum on there. Matching color, you're going to have a, the hooks hit even better um, and a good diversity of colors. Um, Pompano are sight feeders, and you know they're going to smell, but the first thing they're doing is they're using those big eyes to find their target to what they want to eat in the surf. And if you look at it, those bright colors, orange on the sand fleas, all the bright the colors on the coquina clams. And even though it's near impossible to put a coquina clam on the hook, you know, if you cut the stomach open a pompano, you'll see them eating. They've been eating coquina clams. Yeah. Uh, but, but all of those bright colors, you know, you look at um, ghost shrimp. They got bright colors on them. I've, the sand fleas, bright colors on them. Um, and that's what they're looking for is those things that they have in the, um, the surf zone. So we just want to make it the bait and our rigs just as attractive as we can yeah. for them to come up and hit it.
0: You know, that, that point you made, too, about matching your fish gum and fish bites yeah, to the hook style. I mean, orange, you've got the sand flea, um, you've got sand fleasicle, uh, pink shrimp, uh, same with the fish gum one as well. Uh, yellow Bob Oker. Uh, man, <laughs> the old Bob ochre. That was a that was a fun one. <laughs> I don't. I. I oh I, yeah. I enjoyed that one, old Bob. And then, you know, green. You with all both companies make these baits in these colors. So th- that's a smart ad. I mean, I I know it's funny to say this. I never even thought of that. I remember just like, oh, yep, throwing mm-hmm. it on the hook. I don't care. Something's gonna bite me. Right. But that and
1: you can smart and you can look at it. Um. And I've had people say, you know, oh, it doesn't matter, color's not important, they don't do this. Well, if color's not important, we all know um, from going out fishing that certain colors produce more fish on certain days. You can put multiple colors on a rod, and it's an easy test to show that color is important to pompano, that different days are going for different things. Yeah, And, you know, whiting's a little different. Redfish is a little different all the way around. But if you're going to particularly target pompano, you need to take, you know, you want every advantage you can get um, to get the best fish. Because if you think about the school coming through, you know, most of the times it's going to be one big pompano, one or two big pompano, and a bunch of other smaller pompano. Well, those bigger pompano are going to come and look for the best bait while the rest of the school is following them. So you want your baits to stand out amongst the crowd. We've all been at the beach and seen huge lines of people fishing side by side down through there. So you need every little advantage you can to get the fish come
0: to your bait. That's a huge advantage, man. And that's a really good point to add, too, for – anybody coming down here i mean that's that's smart right there i i, I didn't even think of that from before now i'm, I'm going to have to change all my setups fine works for me <laughs> <laughs> every rod's going to uh, have a different well, salty you... color on there like all right this one's pink this one's yellow this one's green i, I got this
1: <laughs> right well you you take that and then you um you look and you make it, you take your own advantage of the beach if you can get there and, you know, and there's sometimes You get to the beach and you just got to take whatever you can get. Oh, yeah. But one of the things that I like to look at is looking at the sandbar. And if I can find a place in the sandbar where it's wide and then it closes in and makes kind of a pinch point. I like to fish in front of those pinch points because I think as the schools are cruising down the sandbar, they're going to kind of all cluster in that area.
0: Right, the old exit to the super highway out there—nice little target, mm-hmm. ambushing point. Yeah,
1: you know, and just put it there. Of course, you know, rips and everything else are great too. But um, you know, during that during that spring run, you got to be able to look and find structure on the beach. And you know, sometimes structure on the beach is not the easiest thing to find, besides cuts, rips, and you know, those pinch points.
0: Yeah, that's that's a nice thing we have too in the Panhandle. I mean, our water is just. I mean, it's it's beautiful. I mean, those great clear days, you're like, oh yeah, game on. I know where mm-hmm. you are, all of you. And then you know we have our standard muddy days where it's like, all right, I think it's here. And, you know, and then you're doing you're doing more of the rip searches versus the bar searches, you know, because the currents all messed up. So uh, right, and, right, and that's a huge then, advantage we have over the East Coast.
1: Right, and then you know local knowledge is invaluable. Oh yeah, you right. know, well everything's going to be a little different now, but you give give everybody by the end of this weekend and. People know how the beaches are looking
0: again. Yeah. Ida.
1: Ida I don't know how bad it's changed things up, but I'm sure that it's moved some stuff around.
0: Oh, I'm sure. every every storm we've had since Sally has moved the, the sand around so many different times. I mean you you go to Orange Beach or or Pickens or any of those places and all of a sudden it's like, Wait a minute, the the, the bar's not here anymore. What? Where, why where, where'd it go? Where now I've got a <laughs> trough over here. Where where'd this come from? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a fun one for here for everybody. Uh so you also make um pompano jigs are also known as what is it? silly jigs I believe they're also called. Uh banana jigs, banana. wacky jigs, <laughs> yeah. lot, lots of different things. Yeah, so you make those as well and and going back to color cuz yours are also yeah. I know you do two tone on yours. Um, I have a sets I've used them. I love them. I think they're a lot of fun to throw, especially if you're trying to learn how to do uh, jigging for Pompano and stuff like that. Uh, several mm-hmm. very good videos. You actually shared one with me. Um, I can't remember which one it was, who, who was it that did a really good video on that again? Uh,
1: I think the ones that normally I share are Scott, Kendy kayak and kendy has got one Yeah. wearing the Pompano out on kayak. And then, uh, Brad and I, um, throwing pompano jigs at cow nose race. and (laughs) um the one that we he videoed was the cow nose on the pier i did one that i videoed and didn't ever do anything with the footage it was in the middle of not this past year's pompano tournament but the year before last um and everything was real slow during the middle of the day and i threw on a cow nose with a real light tackle and it you know it ate the jig and it was a blast <laughs> and um, actually able to get it in and get my jig back. But you know, we've had so much stuff. It's, it's a pompano jig, but it's a very versatile jig. Yeah. Um, Brad caught a triple tail off the pier with one. I've caught black drum with, them, uh, Spanish mackerel. There's a guy who gets them from me that catches mahi mahi with them. What? That's awesome, man. So it's you know, um, Spanish macro like them. It's just, just that movement. And it's, um, real fast, throwing it, bouncing it off the ground, just really, really, really fast. Okay. Um, one of the best guys I know using them. Uh, you know, you know, Ron Smith, and he likes using them. The he's caught, assassin. It, that's it. And he's taken and caught um, triggerfish with them offshore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. oh, so it's man. just
1: you know it they're they're a pretty um good little jig and pretty good to use and everything and very
0: versatile so how do you normally tie it uh I, i've heard a couple different things i've heard people say they do it almost like a double dropper they'll put the fly up top i've heard other people do the fly and the uh the weighted end together on um a loop knot, I believe it is, Uh, but they give it Mm -hmm. enough room to be able to fly. Do you have any personal recommendations for tying? You know, you can do either one of those is great. Um, I've got a friend
1: that catches big pompano and he does the uh, dropper loop. He does a big dropper and he makes his dropper long enough where the dropper is the same distance to make the fly. If he drops down, it touches the jig. So it's got that whole... um, area of action, normally what I do is the loop knot, um, and I like the big loop knot, but anyway, I feel that there's more action or more room for that fly to move around is the best. Okay. Um, you know, you can, I've seen lots of people put them on the fly and the jig together with a split ring, and I'm not real crazy about that, I'm not saying it's wrong or it's right, um, but I just don't think it does the fly justice to get enough room to move around because most of the time the fish actually hits the fly.
0: Right. Cause that's, I mean, that's the moving, all those pieces. It really attracts them. And somebody, I think it was Blake Hunter told me, he's like, it really, uh, it pisses them off. So they go right <laughs> after it. I'm like, all right, I got to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then the whole way that the jig,
1: you know, what it's simulating is, something going across the bottom. So you throw it, you let it hit the bottom, reel, tw- reel around twice really fast, and then set that hook. And what you're doing is you're getting the movement of that jig bouncing across the bottom, putting up little puffs of sand. So it looks like, you know, a crab, a sand flea, a shrimp, something scurrying across trying to get away. And then you add in the bright colors and they're just gonna hone in on both the movement and the colors. And it's, you know, very effective. Uh, the further south you go down in Florida, the more you see people getting away from set rigs and just throwing jigs off the top.
0: Yeah. I've started to notice that, especially on the YouTube side, a lot more jigging going on. Mm-hmm. The uh, Do you recommend tipping them at all with fish gum, fish bites, uh, anything like that? Or do you think just bear works better? A- any thoughts on that?
1: I've done both. Uh, okay. You know, I've actually, you can tip them fish bites where great if you had it you can i know people that tip them with a live of sandfully put on there and go out and throw them
0: oh wow um
1: now normally if i'm tipping it i only tip the the actual lead i don't usually
0: put anything on the teaser right because the teaser Cause is I, itself essentially
1: right and you don't want to weigh it down you want it to do that whole the whole flutter and just kind of be out there
0: okay so and you recommend like you said drop you know cast it out there Two quick turns do a little set two quick turns do a quick set kind of pulling it making it move this isn't a slow twitch twitch pause sort of sort of jig sort of thing in a way no, from... this
1: this is this is real rapid really fast if i'm doing it from the beach i'm throwing it at a 45 degree angle trying to get it over the sandbar and doing like that and um from up here uh, from some structure especially you know, jigging always works best if, you, if you're sight fishing over blind jigging. Okay. But if you're on a pier or on a boat, kayak, anywhere like that, you know, you can use a lighter jig, like a half-ounce, five-eighths ounce, even lighter than that. But throwing from the beach, I especially like the three-quarter ounce. And I've actually had some for myself, and I gave some to Ryan that were one-ounce monsters.
0: Oh, wow. Those are um, huge.
1: But yeah, those are the ones that you can throw throw over the sandbar and work it back over the sandbar to you, and just cover, be able to cover the most area you can. Yeah. So and what... the only problem the only problem with um, marketing and trying to sell the big one ounce and bigger is, you know, once you get so big, it's really you got to have a rod that can handle. And I wouldn't want to be giving people something that, and then them take it and break a rod on casting it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you need something like you know the bummy sticks or uh, over the bar. You you need a good ten footer that's got that backbone that could really play the game to get it out there. Like something you want with a heavier diamond jig, that sort of rod. He's talking right. about, right? Yeah, you're uh yeah, you're TFO. Uh, you you have what four, five TFOs now? Oh, let's see. Uh, probably got too many.
1: Got...
0: <laughs> your I setup. Got, I love uh... your setup.
1: I have I have a little blue envy. yeah (laughs) i've got the 12 foot and i've got two 11 foot which are great those are my pompano sticks because they're that they're a lot they're a medium light action and they're um i've got 4,000 conflicts on them and they are unbelievably light i could probably throw poppers with them all day long
0: yeah those are Um, i remember when you brought those out i was like all right this doesn't feel right no rod should be this light at this length oh such a nice rod it's crazy and cast great.
1: Um, let's see. Then I've got the ten and a half footers, which are a medium action. They're a little beefier.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I've got a one piece, eight foot one, and that's my plug and rod. And um, really, really like it for jigs, poppers, everything. I think it's rated up to two and a half ounces.
0: Nice. Okay. But
1: it's real. It's real lightweight. I, I'm running a five thousand conflict long cast. And I want to get a reel. It's actually the reel that goes on the twelve foot one. And I'm wanted to get a reel for that when I'm just up in the air on what I actually want. Um leaning on the Saltex four thousand just because when I'm throwing poppers and stuff like that, I like to get, you know, a little wet.
0: You you do like to go um, in the water, I've noticed. You're you're not you're not shy to go into the water at all.
1: No, and I'm and I'm scared to death I have a Unnatural fear of sharks. Um, so
0: no, no, that's not unnatural. And that is that <laughs> is a fair thing. I don't care what anybody says. Sharks are out to get <laughs> us, man. <laughs> and
1: I and I have though. I'm not scared of the little ones, so I've gotten over that one. Oh, um, good, good. And I've and I've got a I've got a seven foot TFO travel rod, which I really like. It's it's a little beefier. It's rated up to about an ounce and a half. So, like, if I wanted to go throw some diamond jigs or something. And then I've got an Ale- a non-weight fly rod that I'm still trying to learn how to use correctly. Oh, man. And it's, been a, um, it's been a pretty horrific learning experience. I'm just going to have to get somebody to show me how, how to make it work.
0: I think we're working on doing a—actually, you know what? I need to add that to the panhandle surf fishing uh... Seminar listing you know, on fly fishing we, that that should have been added along with the fly tying because uh, Simon I, uh, I, is mentioned. He's like, dude, you, you can do some serious fly fishing from the surf. I'm like, oh, I and I, I think it. I think that it's on there.
1: Although I've got I've been monitoring what I added and we've got a few votes on it. Yeah. So we're gonna to have to have my seminar on uh-huh. did you see what I oh, added? Oh I
0: saw it. I saw it. And for all of you that are gonna to have to go back and look, you can just go ahead. Just go back and take a look at the seminar. It's under the announcements and panhandle surf fishing. By all means, please vote for Salty's idea. That, that <laughs> I saw it and I was like, What do I say to this? I, I you know what? It's gotta stay. It's it's just a it's gotta stay. It's gotta be weird. We need this. <laughs> you
1: know, Fishing set can get boring sometimes it when there's something happening.
0: You've got to have something to do. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's one of the few things, too. I'm going to have to start thinking about that. Like, all right, what do you do on your days when you're sitting there and you're surf fishing and nothing's going on and you've been out there five hours? What are you doing in between? Oh, well, let's just start normally throwing darts. What I'm,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Normally what I'm doing is contemplating, why in the world did I get up so early to come <laughs> out here and do this? It's, um, why do I make these life choices? I'm <laughs> going to go back and sell all my fishing stuff.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. The old, you know, I regret this decision so badly. I regret all these life decisions. Those are always so much fun. And then you do the come home, like, yeah. how was fishing? It was it was great, actually. Thanks. thanks. Yeah. Did you catch anything? Yeah, normally, it's. Oh, no. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's different. I remember one day I
1: left school, and it was in April, and, I went down and thought I'd catch some pompano, and I sat at the beach for three hours without a bite. Oof. Got my first bite at seven o'clock and had my limit by seven o five.
0: The old school came by and said, "Hey, we're here."
1: And and that's how you know pompano fishing is sometimes. Yeah, you know, you you get a school and you better be ready. The rest of times you're just sitting there, kind of wondering about all the choices you could have made different or what you could have done. <laughs> Oh man. And, I, and I think that's you know and that's part of it you you decide you are planning you decide I'm gonna go like I'm gonna go to Portofino today and then you go to Portofino, you set up, you stay out there for a couple of hours and your buddies go over to Pickens and then they catch all the fish and you get nothing in there like well, that was an epic fail on my part. <laughs> and then you know sometimes it works just the opposite.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that that's kind of the fun one where it was like, oh, we're gonna go here, but like I'm just too, I don't want to move, and then it's like, hey, hey, guys, you yeah. still, are you still fishing? <laughs> what are you guys doing out there?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you man. know, and
1: I've, and I've had that work for me, you know, I've, and it it feels good when it works, and uh-huh. um, you just you never know where the fish are gonna be, and that's just part of it. Yeah. And I love,
0: we've seen so many people doing so many new things, you know, on YouTube. We've seen the ladder fishing and um, other things for sight casting. and uh, You know, you can never get, you can never go wrong when all of a sudden the bait fish are exploding in front of you and jumping. And you're like, oh, where's my spoon? Oh, where, where's this? You know, you're going after them on some other direction of top water. Uh, but it's so cool to see the amount of uh, different things that we have when it comes to our, uh, our, our fishing. You know, we, there's just so many different things techniques that we can play with and learn and teach and it's just uh, man I, I could go on i love that stuff man it's hard not to
1: right and you know and we have such a a variety of things to target down here and uh yeah. we might not easily get you know like snook and a lot of stuff but they do come up here rarely but we're able to target you know redfish black drum flounder all kinds of surf fish and we just have a really good fishery here in the panhandle
0: yeah, we're can't fortunate. Can't So I'm gonna get this closed up here a little bit, but one thing I'd like to ask everybody that I've had on so far uh, at the end is, what kind of tip uh, for fishing would you like to share for someone new coming into this, or even for coming down here on vacation? I mean, as you know, our this area is a huge vacation spot. Everybody loves you know Orange Beach, Perdido, Navarre, and Destin, all the way down to Panama. I mean, it, we've just got such a great place for all of that. Do you have any tips or tricks you wish that people like, hey, try this sometime? Uh, The thing that I see when I see people out
1: fishing that aren't used to surf fishing, I think is the biggest mistake that I see a lot of people use is not using enough weight. Um, I know a lot of people are used to using. You talk to them and they think a one ounce weight is a lot of lead to put on. A fishing rod and fish with and it's hard to get them to understand that a lot of days one for surf fishing isn't going to do anything um, they can just go ahead and start using a little bit more weight for the you know not to go out and start throwing bricks or anything but just <laughs> use the appropriate amount of lead like for me I always and really the only weights that I ever take surf fishing are threes and fours um and if those don't hold well um i'll switch over to sputniks
0: right and
1: the only reason that it's three and fours i use is that's what my you know my 11 foot rods are rated to three ounce and my 10 six ones are rated to four ounce Uh, so i just that's what i use and um i really don't switch it up that much because I've got used to casting three or fours, that I think if I put a two on there, I probably couldn't cast it, just where I've got made that just the normal for what I do. Right. Um, That's, and um, if you're coming down for the first time and you've been watching YouTube, um, just know that the 10-minute video was probably five or six hours worth of fishing. Um <laughs>
0: true story oh my gosh those are rough yeah we that wasn't
1: you know like I told the story just while ago about catching my in a limited 10 minutes that can happen but that also came with three hours of sitting on the beach and not having a rod move um, but just be patient um, the fish will come and just some days it's bad days and some days it's good days and there's no other reason than it. it's just a bad day to be out and the fish didn't want to eat um but the fishing's good and everything you know just enjoy yourself and enjoy your time at the beach don't get mad at people if they come around and swim in front of your lines (laughs)
0: <laughs> I still got to do the episode on that one. That's going to be a fun one. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, Salty, thank you so much for taking the time in. I, I really appreciate it. I know no you got problem. all that fun stuff going on with tying the rigs and probably clicking in between on Magic right there, Move, making your move as someone yeah. else is making their move.
1: <laughs> I got to – actually, tonight I've got to finish up hooks. I need to do about uh, 900 more hooks tonight. Probably won't do all nine hundred tonight, but I'm knocked
0: some out. I mean, just just a couple. So, I mean, nine hundred. I mean, we whatever. It's not that bad. <laughs> I,
1: I've, yeah, I've, I've done them enough. I've got a I've got a system, and uh, it sounds like a lot, but I can I can usually do three hundred and forty five
0: minutes, so it's not Jeez. it's not horribly bad. You're a machine, dude. Seriously, that's well, it's awesome. well, it it's.
1: It wasn't like this when I started. <laughs> oh,
0: of, of course not. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Hey, what, what, you're not tying 300 an hour? Pfft, noob. <laughs> <laughs> what are you
1: talking about? Come on. <laughs> uh, no, I think my, uh, I think for actual line time, if I sit down and just put all into it, I can do about 100, 100, about tie two a minute, just the line and do about a hundred in about 50 minutes wow. but it's a you know it's a process and i do it i do it all in steps so i'm not sitting down like oh here's one complete rig here's one complete rig you know i might tie 300 liters do or 150 liters towed 100 i mean 300 hooks and then sit down there and do 150 rigs and adding the components all together right. and you know I'm not saying that's the fastest way. I'm just to me and my brain that works faster to compartmentalize it than to do it to other ways.
0: Yeah, it's your process. I mean, if that's how it works, and it works well for you. So why change anything like that? Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate this, man. I really do. I mean... Y- you took all this time, and there's just so much stuff. So everyone, if you can, you got to take a look at Salty's Pompano Rigs on Facebook. He's also got a YouTube channel, Salty McCrory Fishing. Definitely take a look at that. There's a lot of knowledge he has put out on this channel, uh, and I know he'll continue to do so. <laughs> you, you're getting back into recording before, Ooh. right?
1: Yeah. You know, when I have time, um, it's hard to to juggle both. Um and so I actually put more emphasis on the making the rigs and the making the videos, but the videos are fun. Um, I had to get back into that doing some more. So I, I try to keep it uploaded, but I don't do a great job at it.
0: Hey, you're having fun with it. That's all that could ever matter. So that if you're That's not having right. fun, you're not really living, right? That's right. <laughs> all right, Salty. Well, we will see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to, like, share this out to all, uh, all your friends that haven't heard of this yet. We're going to continue with this. There's going to be more education for you. Definitely going to be a lot of fun and excitement. And uh, who knows? You're going to find out some more small businesses. So Take a look at Salties, Come back next time, and we will see you all next week on the beach, surf fishing, hopefully. This has been Finding Demo Surf Fishing. We'll see ya. <laughs>